So my question for physiotherapists and healthcare pros is this. If we accept the idea that patients overcome their injuries and improve their health by taking ownership of themselves and their actions, why would we believe having success in attracting clients and growing our business will be any different? The world went online in 2020. This is where people now seek solutions and answers. University taught us to be clinicians, however it failed to teach us the sales and marketing skills we need to tell people how we can actually help them. The mission for this podcast is simple give you the tools you need to attract clients using online marketing strategies that are proven and effective so you can help more people and ultimately grow your clinic. Stick around because you will become a wizard at attracting clients from this podcast. Enjoy the listen, subscribe and feel free to check out the free Facebook group Online Legion Strategies for Physios and Therapists for weekly deep dives and trainings. Welcome to Private Practice Online Marketing Podcast. Hey guys, Mike Liner here and welcome to another episode of Private Practice Online Marketing. So, uh, we're going to be diving in today of how to choose your ideal client, alright, and how you build out that profile. So, uh, in the last episode we talked about why this is so important and just a quick recap, we basically mentioned that we can get better messaging, better marketing, better results and ultimately we can be seen as experts and we can just increase our value to people. So when it comes to choosing an ideal client, um, somebody I've learned a lot from for this is a, a guy who is an American genius in the online world called Russell Brunson. And he basically says there's cre- three criteria that need to have for your ideal client. So if you're trying to offer a service to a person, they should fit this criteria, okay? First of all, do they have a problem? So if you are a therapist and you're trying to work with a person, do they have a problem? Okay, that's the first thing. Are they actively, like, is there a problem they have there that, that is causing them to take some action with it? That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that person looking for a solution to their problem? All right. Are they paying other people or are they looking online or are they looking for a solution to that problem? And then the per- third key part of that is when you're choosing your ideal client is, is that person willing to pay for that solution? Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of this, all right, that's, that's maybe a good one and a bad one. So let's say, for example, if your ideal client is, let's say, students, all right, so do students have a problem? Yeah, most guys who are young probably want to uh, be shredded for the summertime. So they have a problem, they want to be shredded, right? Are they looking for a solution? Yeah, they're probably going on YouTube, they're probably looking up diets, they're probably looking up training programs, okay? Are they paying for that solution? Well, if they're a student, the answer is no, they're probably not. Or if they are paying, they're paying very little because they can't afford it. Take a different cohort, right? Let's say if you have golfers, all right, and you're a therapist or a coach, right? Do golfers have a problem? So let's say if you're looking for a therapist point of view, are they looking to increase their mobility to add five yards to their swing, right? If that's their problem, then you can bet, okay, because they're like literally addicts or for spending money is they're looking for a solution and and if you're if you don't believe me go on amazon and look at all the mad crazy products you could buy to add five yards to your swing so if a therapist was marketing to golfers and they knew those people had a problem they want to have a bigger drive or a longer swing and the solution to that was maybe to improve their mobility or improve their hip range would that person would that golfer be willing to pay for it a hundred percent yes, okay, because golfers love spending money, all right, they're just a niche who literally, they will be a great niche to work with as a therapist, because they will pretty much spend as much money as they can to try and improve their swing, so when it comes to building your ideal client, there's a couple of things that, that you really, really need to know well, 
So most people, yeah, we're going to talk about the basics ones, like the demographics, like, yeah, what age they are, are they male or female, um, do they work, what are their education levels? And everybody is always pretty good at figuring out those things pretty fast. But those things will not sell your business, all right? And those things will not get, get a person to make an emotional decision and call your clinic or book your services online, all right? So what we really need to think about is what are the pain points of these people, all right? What is the thing that literally they are keeping them up at night or they're sitting on the toilet at work and they're thinking about, all right? Because it's almost like the person who um, knows a client's problems, okay? And the person who can explain the pro- client's problems the best is always perceived at having uh, the best solution. And that's just across the board in any line of sales. And if you're a physiotherapist or physical therapist or therapist or coach, you are in sales. My friend, whether you like it or not, your job is you're trying to get a person to buy your services. So you're a salesperson. Doesn't mean you're a sleazy salesperson like the picture of the person on on the car park lot trying to sell a car. No. Okay, but you are a healthcare practitioner who, if you're working with people privately, you're uh, selling your services or you're selling yourself as a solution to their problems. And if you, f- if you think you're not, you have a massive problem in your business. And if you accept that you are, brilliant, you need to get better at selling. So when it comes down to this, you want to think, first of all, what are the, is this person's fears? Okay, what does this person fear more than anything else? And then you almost think when you're an ideal client, what are their desires? What are the things that they really, really want? So an example of this is if a person has back pain, right? Their fear might be, is this back pain going to last forever? Am I going to get to a stage where I have to give up running because of my back pain? Am I going to get to a stage where I can't pick up my kids or if it's a grandparent, I can't go on the ground anymore and play with my grandkids because of my back pain? And that's their deep down, their deep dark fears, the things that's keeping them awake at night when they're worrying about this injury. And maybe their desires are not, oh, get rid of pain or do these three mobility exercises, right? People don't give a, a shit about exercises normally unless they can see those exercises helping them to get their desire. So if your messaging and your marketing isn't explaining to people of the value of your services and your value of your services and not that you do some manual technique or that you do evidence-based practice, all right? The value of your service is how you help a person in pain get a solution to their problem. So if a person in pain or low back pain comes on your website or checks out your Instagram feed and you're saying something like, I have a master's degree and I'm an evidence-based practitioner who uses standard approaches for strength and conditioning, that person doesn't give a shit. They don't care about that, all right? They will always go with the person who says, I have this unique cure, this unique framework um, to help you get back playing with your grandkids, to help you get back crawling on the ground with with your grandchild, if that's what you want to do. So people are always motivated by their desire. And sometimes as physiotherapists, we have to think a little bit deeper of what is it that they actually want or desire. And then that's what we need to focus on. And if we have an ideal client, we can do that with a certain person. We can really think about it. Now, I find what my clients okay that I work with to help with this they sometimes struggle at the start to get clear on what their ideal clients actually want so what their fears and desires are and I would say one of the best exercises that you could ever do is speak to uh, your ideal client okay speak to somebody you worked with before previously and ask them some certain questions and those questions are let's say they're a person who you like running with uh, you like working with runners who have kind of ongoing niggles speak to them and say look what is your biggest fear as a runner 
What is your biggest desire as a runner? Why do you run? Okay, and when they give you that first answer, there's this thing that Toyota uh, came up with years ago, the four whys. So when the person says the first reason of why they do something is just an automatic response, it's very superficial, it doesn't really mean anything. So let's say they say, oh, I run to be healthy, right? Well, you ask them, why do you want to be healthy? And they might say, oh, I want to be healthy so I don't get sick. And it's like, why, why does it matter that you don't get sick? And it's like, well, the reason I um, want to be healthy so I don't get sick is because I saw my father pass away having a heart attack at 65 years of age. And that's just some huge fear that I have. Brilliant, right? Now you've found out the real intrinsic motivator or the real reason for being able to run, okay, or being able to want to run. Okay, because they don't want to die young, like maybe that's what happened to their father. Or, and in that case, that just sounds very heavy, but that's just the emotional side of it, and that's that person's motivation to do something. So, in your, your clinic or in your business, if you can't connect to that reason, that kind of deep, meaningful reason, then your messaging is always going to be struggling, it's always going to be vague. And the best thing you can do to figure this out is almost think of do a day in the life of your ideal client, right? And I, I'm not going to say just, um, so get a sheet of paper and take like half seven in the morning to 10 o'clock at night and write down that person, okay? And it might be, okay, when they get up, what do they do in the morning? What kind of, uh, what are they thinking about on their drive to work? What, what's running through their head? What kind of podcasts are they, are they listening to? What kind of questions are they trying to answer on uh, Google? What kind of videos are they looking up on YouTube? Whose content are they looking at? Why are they looking at that type of content? Maybe what, what nature of content are they consuming? Then you need to be thinking of during work, okay, on their lunch break, if they have five minutes themselves and maybe they're uh, really into running, okay, and they have this niggling injury, you need to be thinking, why is this a big deal for them? Or why is this some kind of issue for them? So if you can literally go through their day, like hour by hour, and figure out like their fears and their hopes and their dreams for that section, that is what's going to help you to pick out those ideas and create your marketing content that's going to get really, really good results. Um, and basically what that is going to do is going to allow you to almost speak to one person. So when you have your ideal client, you should literally have a bio done out of a picture of their name, their face, their, and whenever you're literally creating a piece of content, you're thinking to yourself, right, who is this for, okay? And if I create this piece of content, am I giving this person my ideal client, am I giving them value? Am I giving them something that they can take and use, literally, or take and get value from in the next few minutes as they read this piece of content? And if you do that, you will get way, way clearer on, uh, first of all, getting clearer on messaging your dream client and also getting clearer on being seen as being like go-to therapist and being seen as an expert in your area, okay? So, as always, if you want some help on this, just reach out to me, okay? If you want, check out our Facebook group. It's called Online Legion Strategies for Physios and Therapists. And in there, we have some worksheets on there and we do deep dives on how you can actually figure out who your ideal client is. And it's just a worksheet that goes, walks you through this process. Uh, if you want to check that out, just reach out to me or reach out to the Facebook group and I'll happily send it over your way. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And um, if you feel you know somebody who would benefit from this episode, feel free to share it or feel free to give it a like.